0: And welcome back to another episode of the In It, Not Of It podcast. This is episode three. And once again, I'm joined with my co-host, Bailey Hostetler. How are we doing, Bailey? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. (laughs) Sounds like you're doing great. But anyways, today we're going to be talking into um, and introducing a pretty cool topic. Uh, Last time we talked about prayer, introduced that, and had a good conversation about what is prayer, Um, trying to give a working definition of prayer and understanding prayer a little bit better. And today we're going to be discussing scripture. So what is scripture? What is the Bible? Um trying to talk about maybe a low flying definition and yeah, just have a good discussion about that. So
1: Exactly. Exactly. The two important things we've covered so far is prayer, and now we're gonna cover scripture.
0: Yes, I promise we, we do know a little bit more about Christianity than just you need to read your Bible, and you need to pray. But this is hopefully. how we're starting it off. So yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully
1: we're we're trying to prove it with this, but also who knows?
0: Yeah, honestly, who knows? But yeah, as we get into it, we're just gonna start out with kind of a kind of a low-flying definition for what is prayer. So you know, or what is scripture? scripture I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, you're fine. still stuck on last time. <laughs> yeah. Um, for what is Bible? What what is the Bible, and what is scripture? Um, you know, we're, we've grown up with it. We've all grown up with the Bible. Um, maybe not all so, some of us have um, grown up in the church, but we've grown up knowing what the Bible is and just being told, you know, the Bible is God's word. And kind of starting off with a, a low-flying definition. Um. Scripture is God's Word revealed to man. you know that's that's pretty Sunday school answer, pretty VBS answer, but um you know it, it still fits today.
1: yeah, it is. it's yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. yeah, yeah. Amen. amen. yeah, it's like we've established that last episode It's amen if we don't have anything to take Ex- off with. It's
0: amen like- yes, there we go. just said it again. But yeah, so scripture is God's word revealed to men. And that's, that's our very low flying definition that we're going to, they're going to work off of and try to understand, um, what else scripture is. And so So
1: I think the the key thing is that it's God's word that is, is to, is to man. It's God's word. Like, that's the key thing. God's word. Don't contradict it is what I'm trying to get at. It's like, it's, it's, you can't argue it. You can't change it because that's the word of God.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and I think it's also it's also really important to understand that, yeah, it is it is God's word, and it is we know we see so many different um, humans play throughout it. You know, it, it also is a history book too. Like it contains events from history, it contains important places in history, important people in history. Um, but over that, we can't just you know take it as a book like so many people yes. in our society do. We have to understand, like you said, it is God's word, and overall overarching more than just. God's word revealed to men. It is the the story of the the creation of the whole universe, yes. the the creation of man, the fall of man, mm-hmm. our, our time in sin and how God sent his son, sent his one and only son to die and save us from that sin. And then not only that, but then where we're going, like what's going to happen yes. in the future. So we kind of have a, an origin story. We kind of have a past, present and future um, throughout scripture. And it's, it's really how God relates to us. And, um, yeah, it's a whole, it's a holy word and, um, more than just uh, a history book. Some might yes. say,
1: uh, I think the, another thing is that be, the, the title of the podcast is in it, not of it, yeah. uh, referring to the world and, and the world likes to say that, you know, the Bible is just another holy book, which it is a holy book, but it's not just a book. And, and the world likes to say that, oh, that's just a book written by old guys um, to establish a religion, which I would say that's true about the Quran and yeah. other religions, holy books, but the Bible is different than those because it is it, it's true, and you can see uh different um, periods of history show up in the Bible, and it just it it aligns with history, yeah, and it doesn't contradict anything, anything factual. It's, it's the truth, and the world doesn't necessarily enjoy that because the world is not aligned with the word of God. If that makes sense. Yeah.
0: No, I, I think, yeah, I think that's such a cool thing about scripture is that that it, it is history. I mean, there's actually more um, biblical proofs and historical proofs for the existence of of Jesus Christ and historical um, facts than there is for Cleopatra too. Really? Yeah. yeah, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. which which is kind <laughs> of crazy. yeah, which is kind of weird to think about because you know we're we, we Cleopatra is just such like a common name and you just like oh yeah who Queen Cleopatra and we're just all taught about her and um for some reason just like kind of a name that circulates as as fact yeah you know but then there's even though there might be less documents for her there's still question as to whether Jesus Christ was even was even a person or not yeah right
1: it's a lot of picking and choosing for certain people oh sure like I think. Uh, a majority of, of people like to pick and choose what they believe is true in scripture because they can't comprehend it in their human mind. Yes. And so they yes. have to, yes. which we'll talk about out. later on this yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I love, actually that's, that's another thing I, I, I spent a lot of time um, or late last year, like thinking about um, about that, about the lit, like taking scripture literally and figuratively and where I need to stand on certain places and certain things and where I think most Christians where I think Christians should stand um, with the Word of God with a little bit of leniency in certain areas yeah but,
0: yeah for sure yeah, yeah so so getting back to our main point we we gave a, a sort of beginning foundation um, definition of Scripture so it's God where God's Word revealed to men the story of God the story of creation story of the fall of man and our redemption through Jesus Christ and then where we're headed In the future, Um, so kind of going off of that, um, I think there's some things we need to understand about scriptures, things, um, attributes about scripture, if you will. Um, A few things that in Christianity we need to embrace, um, such as scripture is inspired, Mm -hmm. scripture is inerrant, scripture is sufficient, and scripture is authoritative. And we're gonna go real quick and just kind of talk about each one of those, break them down a little bit. Um, So yeah, scripture is inspired, and this is something that. Right now it's kind of a huge hot button topic among among the world and the world is telling us um, that, you know, this book was just, just written by men. This book was written by flawed men, which is true, but because of that there are things in scripture that are false because these men read it. You know, it is it is a book written and dominated by men, so there are certain historical inaccuracies and um, just biblical inaccuracies as well. Um, but I just wanna open up in this topic of inspiration to 2nd Timothy 3:16 which says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching for reproof for correction and for training in righteousness going on to 17 that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work so right there i mean we have it, it is a biblical truth if we believe in the bible we believe that the bible is true we have to embrace the fact that the bible is inspired by God it is not just written down by men, but it is a book that was inspired by holy and all knowing God.
1: Right, right. Um, yeah, I the second Timothy three sixteen is is the verse that comes to mind when somebody asks me, Is the Bible true or or what makes the Bible true? It's self attesting. Like there's no you can't find an outside source that proves the Bible to be true. But You also can't find an
0: outside source that proves the Bible false. Amen. Exactly.
1: (laughs) That's where I was getting to I finished your sentence for you. Yeah, exactly. And you know when he says all scripture is breathed out by god that alone should give a believer hope and joy that it's all true you know what i'm saying like it it should be reassuring um that's what I, I love that that verse is so yeah it's it's it should be the the like bottom line mm-hmm. saying like this is scripture right yeah. here this exactly. is what it is
0: yeah and i think as we as we go about this show and this podcast too um you know there there will be a lot of difficult topics to talk about uh, especially in relation to the world and societal issues. Um, and there won't be many things that we typically will take a side on, many things that will say this is truth, this is this is fact, this is, you know, because a lot of things can um, be up for debate. A lot of things are not known to us yet um, in this life. But one of the, the foundational blocks of of being a follower of Christ, one of the foundational blocks of living a life that glorifies Christ is believing in His Word, His Word that He's given to us, we have to believe that it's inspired. We have to believe that this is that this guide that He's given us, this story that He's given us, is true. Or else we don't have much else. We don't have much much else truth, much other exactly, truth. Exactly,
1: exactly. Because what is I, I think most truth to the human mind is is very subjective. Um, ultimately, everything is subjective. It's it's what you choose to believe is truth, and what you choose to believe isn't truth. Um, so, what, like, that's where faith comes in to believing that Scripture is the ultimate truth. Yeah. And once you put your faith in there, then you can determine what is true of the world and what is true of people yeah. and what stuff you need to actually align yourself with, which should be Scripture because it's the ultimate truth. That's where I believe, and that's where I believe everyone needs to understand and believe that as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and the world will say, you know, truth is truth is relative. There is no no one certain truth there, there is no one thing that's correct or right. You know, it's all relative to yourself. It's relative to how you feel at a certain time and to, to your own experiences, you know, but, but God says that, that he is truth. God says that his word is truth. You know, we can't, if we believe that this, you know, there are people who believe that scripture is inspired and even though it's inspired and written, it's written by men and it's still false. But if we bere- believe in an all-perfect and all-truthful God, we have to believe that his product...
1: Why why would he inspire somebody to write something that isn't true then? Yeah. Like, think about that. And also, like, back to your point that you made about uh, what the world says is ultimate truth, like relative truth is, like, something you choose to believe in the time and place that you're at. Um, That's true. And honestly, I I think the world's definition of truth in a person... Like, that's a different... It's not the ultimate truth. It's not like the baseline. uh, I like to say the word baseline all of a sudden. Um, But it's not like the the bottom line is that the whole, like the word of God is the truth. Like that's what me and you believe. And I'm kind of not rambling, but kind of reiterating everything that you just said. Um, My point is that it's up to you to choose what you believe to be true and what isn't. But know that there is an ultimate truth that you will choose to disregard yeah. if you choose the world and you choose something that doesn't align with Scripture. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And I mean, kind of wrapping up this part about inspiration and just like the truth of Scripture, um, John 17:17 17, 17 says, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is the truth. So that's in the high priestly prayer talking about um, Jesus talking to God. Um, and this beautiful prayer in John 17, and we, Jesus says that his word is truth you know his word is inspired and um it is perfect in that um okay going on to the next part of scripture next thing we have to understand about scripture is that scripture is inerrant and inerrant is basically um just a fancy word for without flaw error it is is without without mistake and um this is also one of the things that the world will bring up that the bible contradicts itself which right we have we have to believe we can't believe you know if we if we concede to that fact and we believe that, yeah, the Bible, you know, there are some things in here that contradicts itself, then we have to go back to our definition of what the Bible is, what Scripture is, and it it is it is God's revelation. If we believe it's inspired, then we can't believe that it contradicts itself because then then believe that means that we believe in a God who gave us something that it's contradictory.
1: Exactly, it's all choosing to put your faith in that. It go it yeah. all wraps back to that. It's it's believing that faith, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. I actually, I, I didn't struggle with that so much, but I had some time thinking about that in my, I, I took a class um, over understanding the New Testament. Yeah. 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 And um, th- there's, a, there's a scholar out there uh, named Bart Ehrman. Um, and he, he likes to point out the New Testament, the flaws in the New Testament that contradict themselves. Um, and I spent some time, you know, listening to what he has to say, hearing where his points are being made. And all of his points that were made, the Bible contradicts itself if you take it out of context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and even then, it's still vague to where it's not, like, blatantly contradicting, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Like, what he would say was contradicting was that Jesus, it mentions in script, it doesn't mention anywhere in scripture where Jesus says anything. I think it's in, I want to say Mark, where Jesus is uh, taking the cross up, to Golgotha yeah and, and he doesn't say anything to anybody and um but then in Luke it says that he stops and says something to uh I forget who it was but it, it was a pair of women that were crying because of, of him being persecuted and he says um I think I forget the words of Jesus but he says something to him yeah yeah and and it was instances like that where uh Ehrman was you know saying that it contradicted itself but it, it's taken out of context and it's like well okay mark is writing it and then luke is writing it yeah it's like mark just probably didn't see luke, jesus stop or else yeah. he just didn't think it was something to put down if that makes sense yeah no so.
0: yeah that's and that brings up a really good point you know there's a there's a few things you need to understand um about the new testament especially and especially in the gospels you know there the gospel at the beginning of it, it's the gospel according to mark the Gospel according to Luke, the Gospel according to John, and and Matthew. And Matthew. I was like, wait, what am I? What am I missing? <laughs> I was like, there's somebody I'm missing. I don't. That's my. That's all me. But so we're given these these different Gospels according to these people, and we have to recognize that these stories are going to be told from different points of view. Right. 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 It's not necessarily that these are contradicting themselves. It's just that these stories are told from different points. of I mean, how many yeah. of you guys ever been in a situation like something funny happened and maybe like maybe somebody fell and just slipped and fell on their butt and four of your friends saw it, you know? Right. You could have that same story and every one of your friends could retell it and it would be slightly different. But ultimately
1: it would end up with your other friend falling on his butt. Yes. Just by the way. Yeah, exactly. That's what's going to happen. It
0: would end in the same thing, but the way that people perceive it, the way that they saw it is going to be different.
1: Exactly. And they're going to leave out certain details that they think isn't as important as other details that they put in. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what I think the Gospels are, are the oldest example of it.
0: Yeah. And we have to, yeah. And we have to remember, you know, not everything that is recorded in the gospel in, in any of the Gospels is all that happened. You know, there's, there's so much more around that happen. At the end of the John, at the end of John, it talks about all the different, if he were to list all of the miracles that Jesus did perform, there would be not enough pages in the entire world to write it down on. Right. You know, he did, Jesus did so many incredible things that he did it, but, what it, what is included is what god in his inspiration through the holy spirit decided we needed and we also have to remember you know you said i believe you said like the word context earlier and that's yes, another yes. another huge huge thing about scripture that we must understand that context is, i mean we've been told this since like elementary school right like context right. is key context yeah. clues con- all this stuff like context is one of the the biggest things And reading scripture, like we must, must understand context.
1: Because if you don't, if you don't respect context, you can prove any, anything in the Bible. Yeah. Seriously, bring up any controversial subject and I'll prove one side or the other with scripture. Yeah. Like you can do that.
0: Yeah. We have to remember like going with context, like who, like what the different audiences force the gospels were. So each gospel is written to a different audience and each gospel is written with the background of a different person. And right. one contradiction that people bring up is that um, when Jesus was nailed on the cross, there was a sign above his head. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the gospels, in the synoptic gospels, which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the the sign above his head is the name, the name that was on it is different. So I, I forget exactly in which gospel um, says what, but, and one says king of the Jews, and one says another thing, and one says another thing. And we have to remember that, you know, in a certain book of the Bible there, in a certain one of the Gospels, they're going to be talking to a certain audience. Maybe they're talking to a Greek audience. Maybe they're talking to a Jewish audience. And right. so they're going to be tailoring the story to what best can convince that audience and what best could to help them well, understand well, well, it, the it, full it story. It
1: also comes back to the background of each person because each person was different. I mean, Luke was a physician, mm-hmm. and Matthew was a tax collector. Yeah. Yeah, I mean— th- Two different people are going to say it two different ways. They're going to highlight things that they think is important, but it's not. And that's not just tailoring to an audience. That's tailoring to themselves. Yeah, and
0: I think God, I think God, going back to inspiration, if we believe it's inspired, we have to believe, you know, why did God have all these different people do it? Why did God allow these people to tell it in a different way rather than one just clear-cut way? It's because God, God relates to us. I mean, Christ. that's what— scripture is it's God's relation to us he gave us this word so we could even have a chance of understanding him and that's what Jesus Christ is 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 the word he took on the flesh right. I mean he he John calls him the word he he took on flesh he came down to relate to us to understand what it's like to be a
1: human yeah. right because in every way Jesus was tempted in the same ways that man is yeah yeah and and he experienced the same you know trials and tribulations that that man does mm-hmm. all the time I mean he was abused and all he had to say was, Okay, you're right, I'm not the son of man. You know, like yeah. that's all he would have had to do. Or, you know, he is God. He could have killed every single person that tried killing yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. But you know, he's the word of God. He came down to relate so that we can't say, Yeah, God, you wouldn't understand And yeah, that's kind of a I don't know. Yeah, we kinda got on a very subject. very a big, big rabbit trail trans- there for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, but I mean it, it was related to yeah. scripture. Yeah. Yeah. But inerrancy of scripture inerrancy, inerrancy. In the bible right, that's what we're talking the, about. these
0: are some things that we have to believe about the bible if we're going to continue in our walk with christ we have to believe the bible is inspired it's written down by god through men from the holy spirit and it's inerrant like we said it's it is without flaw it is without contradiction and it, it is a perfect book because it is from a perfect god right and so going to our next one we have to believe that the bible is sufficient you know this uh, this bible even though it was written this this book was even though it was written two thousand years ago, however many years ago, right, to believe that is sufficient for all things in our life. You know, kind of going back to um, our Second Timothy passage. Second Timothy, we'll start a little earlier at fourteen and go into seventeen. It says, "But as for you, continue in what and continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus." So so stopping after verse 15 these these sacred writings, these books that we have, so this was written um, in the New Testament time so they're talking about Old Testament right. period, Old Testament books these writings that were given have given us the opportunity to understand God and to gain faith through Jesus Christ is the the word helps us better understand we also have, have to back it up a little bit and understand you know Jesus Christ is the only way truth in the life he is the only way to God, only way to eternal life, but this revelation that he's given us helps us understand him and helps us gain salvation and helps us get to our way to Jesus, right. if right. That, makes that makes
1: sense. And and to throw, like, to kind of, I don't know, practice what we preach for a better term, for lack of a better term, the, I mean, the context of that scripture that you just read was dealing with false teachers. Mm. Yeah. And how many times do you not necessarily false teachers, but do you hear um, somebody use a, a verse to validate something that they're doing or to just use a verse to kind of proclaim their Christianity when their life says nothing of it? <laughs> yeah. it it's, it's the false teaching there too. And I think knowing the truth and, and you know, studying Jesus and who he was, that'll change your life yeah. and how you live it. And then you can actually show people that, you know, the word of God is the word of God. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: the word of God is it. It's sufficient. Like it is good for anything that we could need to know about this life, any struggle we could have to go through. And kind of continuing on, um, we'll read 16 and 17 again. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for a correction, and for training in righteousness. Verse 17 then, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So we're, t- we're, we're told that. In these verses, that Scripture is breathed out by God; it's profitable for teaching, and it is able and given to us that when we that when we take it on, when we study it, when we embrace it, that we might be equipped for every good work that there is. So, so Scripture is is sufficient, and I think that's a very very important thing that we need to know. That Scripture has everything and is a guide, and although it is an overarching amazing story of, like I said, the creation the fall, the redemption, where we're going. um, We have to understand that it can also is a guide that can help us understand and navigate our way through this life, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: And, And I think one question that I always get is like, what's the point of the Old Testament then? You know, like if it's, if, if the word of God is sufficient and Jesus is sufficient, you know, if all we need is Jesus, why do we need the Old Testament then? And for me, it's, it's more of like all the prophecies that are involved but also like the illustrations of God's love for us, and like you you see the Israelites with Moses, that's like all of that is just an illustration of what's to come in the future and what it means. Like it's a physical um, interpretation of what Jesus did for us. Yeah. Um, and that's that's why the Old Testament is needed and is sufficient as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we
0: yeah we have to remember it's not just um. Yeah, not just the New Testament that is inspired, not just the New Testament that is inerrant or sufficient. Um, it's it's the Old Testament as well. It's it's the Bible as a whole, and we're, we've they've been separated into two different testaments. But we have to understand that overall, it is the entire book together right. is one story. It's one continuing story that we've been given. That's
1: why it's, that's why it's all sufficient. Yeah,
0: everything is sufficient in it. Um. So yeah, Scripture is it's God's word revealed to us. It's inspired, inerrant, sufficient. And last we got to understand it's, it's authoritative, you know, scripture holds power to it. It holds some weight to it. Um,
1: We're all human. We need some time to find the verses and stuff. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that side note, that's one thing like podcasts are great, but I, I do this thing where I listen to the people like making them and I kind of hold them to a pedestal where I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, they're experts on this. When in reality, they, they have like an English degree and are really good at talking to people. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. I'm just like them. But anyways, that's a side note. So we're just like you guys, by the way. <laughs> like that's. Yeah, that's true. Anyway.
0: OK, I got there. I got there. But Hebrews 412 for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Go to verse 13, and no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him whom we must give account. So we're told that the word of God is is a living and active thing, and that's something that we need to understand too. And I mentioned this on the very um first episode of the podcast. Um and I forget exactly, and I'll say it again, I forget exactly who said it. Um but the cool thing about the Bible is it's the one book that when you read it with intentionality through the spirit is the author of it shows up.
1: Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which is I, cool. Yeah. That was when, when you said that, I, I actually was like, that makes sense because too often, you know, we read the Bible and we kind of go in with our own agenda Yeah. where it's like, God, show me or God, show me what you want to, want me to see. But in reality, it's like, God, please show me why I'm right. <laughs> you know, it's like self validation. So, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. that's really good. That's I'm glad you said that because I think that that's what a lot of the church struggles with right now, especially with like the political tensions that have been going on. Um, and I don't want to get political, especially not in this episode, but like with the justification of certain sides, whichever one, um, I see it all the time where someone's like, you know, proclaiming the gospel but then bashing somebody on the other side in the next. And it's like they're they're what they're trying to do is just bolster their own opinion and bolster their their belief with scripture. That's a rabbit trail again. I'm sorry, Nick. I'm so sorry. Go no. ahead.
0: <laughs> no, dude, dude. I mean, that's what this is for. We just talk, have a good time. Uh, but yeah, continuing on to a- after the word of God is is living and it's active. So we need to understand this. It's not just some you know dusty old book that's written in different language that we can't understand, but it, it is a living thing and it's active. And it is inspired by a holy God. And, um, going on then that verse says that it's the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. And I think that that's a concept that has always kind of like, I don't know, it's always made, it's, it's always been really cool to me. And I even almost got something like similar to that tattooed. I'm still considering it. Yep. Um, but getting a sword tattooed on me just because, um, it reminds me of the time I was at in high school, I was at a campus life meeting. I was getting ready to leave. And, I accidentally left my Bible on the ground and our campus life director at the time um, I was getting ready to leave and he was like, he was like, Hey dude, don't forget your sword. And just like called my Bible a sword. Now that was the first time like that it kind of like clicked with me. i was like, Oh my gosh, like sword, Bible, whatever. Even though I've read that verse a ton of times, right? I was like sword, Bible. I was like, I was like, yeah, that was, that was so cool. I was like, my Bible is my sword. Right. And I think just beyond like it sounding cool, like what this book is a sword. Like what is that? Like just beyond it sounding cool. I have to understand like swords are you know they're 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 weapons. They're right. weapons to be used. So like how do like what does it mean that the Bible is a sword? They're saying it's a weapon. And when we understand the context in Ephesians about the right. armor of God and it talks about um, the Bible being a sword again, mm-hmm. it's the Bible is a sword and it is a weapon that can be used against these not not powers or or beings of this world, but spiritual battles that we might face.
1: Yeah. I was I was gonna say yeah, it doesn't justify the Crusades. <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing justifies the Crusades. I don't think. No, um, it is a weapon. It's it's, I don't know. Sometimes we give Satan too much credit. Like the I, I've, you know KB, you know the rapper KB. Yeah yeah, I, yeah, yeah. If you don't know the rapper KB, he's got a song called "Not Today, Satan." Oh, everybody yeah, knows that song. Yeah, Come exactly. On. It's a banger, yeah. guys. It gives me chills. But I I think it's the first rap song to make me cry. It's <laughs> like in a good way. I was yeah. guys just got so pumped up with it, but, like. In the Bible, it literally says where Satan, what his future is. And there's a line in that song where he's like, if he brings up your past, bring up his future. And I just think that's like the biggest mic drop of all time. Because it's like, literally, the Bible is the truth. And it says that Satan is going to hell for eternity. It's like, I don't know. It, we have that truth in there. We have the truth that God is on our side because we have the Holy Spirit. You know, and we just give him too much credit for for what he what he tries to do to us. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Because, you know, like, we're going to constantly be attacked if we let him. You know, I, I, I've always, like, had that thought of, like, oh, you know, like, if I feel like that sense of fear, that means there's a demonic presence there. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not technically, I'm not essentially writing it off, but I'm also like, so what? If there's a demonic presence, it's like, why do I care? Yeah. It's like, I, I have God. What do you got? Like, yeah. I've got literally the creator of the universe, and you're a demon that can make that twig, you know, fly, flutter <laughs> up and down yeah. to freak me out. I, I, I don't know. It's just like we give him too much credit, and that's more of like a physical side. But there's other ways that he attacks us. But still, we still have the word of God reassuring us that Satan's future is Go, it's the worst it's yeah. the worst of the worst
0: yeah and he's yeah and satan like satan knows that right satan yeah. knows that he's going to be gone and he satan knows that he's going to be um his time eternally, is limited yeah he, he knows his time is limited that's why he's trying to bring as many people down right now as he can and so yeah i think that that idea that the bible is a sword like and that just like that concept and um tying that into it is authoritative like it, it holds weight like scripture holds weight in it and it holds power to it you know like it, it holds power that we can use and um this is something that has helped me so much in my in my um spiritual life and my own walk with christ and i actually meant even meant to mention it on the last episode but um something i learned in a prayer class and our, our prof said he said when temptation comes knocking call on jesus which is like you know I mean just sounds like the most basic thing. That's
1: something that like your aunt would have like on her Facebook wall or yeah. on her van, <laughs> it, on her yeah. Minivan. It, it sounds <laughs> like know?
0: something a, a mom would post on Facebook, <laughs> exactly. You know, with some some weird art on it or something like that. But when you, man, how often how often did I never embrace? I knew that and I never once just embraced the fact that when. I am being tempted to do whatever when I am in whatever struggle I am or whatever. Or social situations. Even. Social, even, even that. I mean, when I am in whatever, like, why don't I rely on the word of God? Why don't I rely on Jesus Christ and the revelation that he's given to us? Or my time in prayer? Or, like, why don't I rely to that? And that has been something huge. And, like, man, I when I actually started that that process of, man, when temptation would come to me, come knocking on my door. Right. And I would actually go to Jesus and I was like, "Man, wow, there's there's actually a difference in my life yeah. now. I'm actually not struggling with mm-hmm. this particular sin as much now because you know why? I'm relying on my sword. Yes. I'm relying on my personal community yeah. with God to to take that away. Mm-hmm. And that has been like man, I know I know that sounds so basic and so just trivial, but when when temptation comes knocking like call on Jesus.
1: It's kind of like, a, I know you probably haven't seen Game of Thrones, but yeah. <laughs> I cannot say how no. there's a, a Peter Dinklage's character. Um, oh, I forget his name. Anyways, uh, he's got the he's a, he's a dwarf, right? So he can't defend himself against uh, like th- the average man. Yeah. So he hires this dude because he's filthy rich, and he hires this like hired swordsman who saves his life countless times during his time as his hired hand. Yeah. And it's because he had money and stuff. Well, in our case, you know, we are helpless, but instead from paying God, God's like, yeah. don't you worry, bro. I've got you. Dude, he's giving us like, he's this. like, he's like, you don't even have to pay me. All you got to do is love me. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll go be your hired sword. I don't know. I, cause we don't even have to do the fighting. Yeah. If, you know what I'm saying? Like we just stand there and we're like, go God. <laughs> I just yeah. did a thumbs up to Nick. Like just imagine a <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah, that's like good job, God. You're doing it. I'm sorry, that's not. They can't exactly see it. us, Bailey.
0: Sadly, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's like my my kind of vision. Or when when you describe the Bible as a sword, that's how I see it. I see it as as God holding that sword, and then what we're doing is we're just going to God and saying, "Hey, God, I need like I need you, yeah, for my protection."
0: Yeah. No, it's it. Yeah, it's such a. And that's why I wanted to do like an episode of a prayer is wanted to do an episode over over scripture, because, man, especially if you if you grew up in the church, you grew up um, with the faith early in life. That is just the Bible and prayer are just sadly some of the two most overlooked things possible. Like, you know, like we mentioned in our last episode, like, oh, like if you ha- if you're struggling, if, if you feel far from God, read your Bible, pray. Like, we, we know it, it's such, a, like, a rudimentary act that we can go through. And we just, we don't always understand, like, the weight behind not only our prayer, but what, like, what power this Word has and right. what that it is living and active, that it is sharper than a two-edged sword, that it is inspired, it is without flaw, it is sufficient for every situation we can go through, and it, it holds a weight and authority to it. Mm-hmm. So, which is, I just... Yeah, I think it's really important to understand that not only, going back to our main definition, it is it is God's word revealed to man, His overarching story of how He relates to us and humanity of creation and fall and redemption in the future. Um, but that, yeah, the Scripture is inspired by a Holy God. It is it is without flaw and sufficient and authoritative. I mean, yeah, we all need to we all need to know that and understand that.
1: Yeah, and there's some like there's some other things with Scripture that. Maybe we'll talk about in future episodes that I kind of wanted to highlight, like sure. the whole like creation of the world, like kind of idea and stuff. Yeah. And to like those ideas and stuff, I-, I always like to think of it as, well, if that part you can say is subjective, like the whole, I don't know if, how many of you are familiar with like the old earth, new earth creationism. Yeah. Uh, that, that, those kind of theories and stuff. But to me, I'm like, if you can pick and choose certain things in the very beginning of the Bible or even other parts of the Bible, then you can pick and choose what to believe in the entire Bible. And that's wrong. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, no, no. I, yeah. I, and I, a, and that's where I like the way that we you you set this up. Like that was the, the way you defined it is the way I would also define it. Yeah. It's very like the Bible is right. And you can't say otherwise.
0: No. Yeah. If that, that again, that is one of the, one of the few things I, I hold with a closed hand or the few things I, I, i'll we'll die on I, that yeah hill. we will like, die on that
1: hill like bunker hill I'll, I'll shoot the whites of the eyes <laughs> i don't even care
0: <laughs> that is that is something like i will die for i mean scripture is truth the word that was given to us is truth and i i, I i'm surprised i ha- forgot to mention this at this point we we also have to remember that the scripture that we are given the scripture is truth in its most original form yes right scripture is is true and it is perfectly inspired in its original form in the original languages of Hebrew, Aramaic, Greek, and right. and whatnot. It, that that is its original, perfect form. Right. And now there we have we have the best option available for us since Greek is a dead language and Hebrew is nothing that we know. We have the, this is this is our best option right now, but we must understand that in its original form that is scripture yes. and its truth.
1: Right. Yeah. And also another thing like, like those letters the epistles in the new testament right all of the letters that were written and stuff it's like they were allowed god allowed them to be found by like by those historians that then created the, the new testament or not new testament gosh dang it the <laughs> niv that's what i meant but god allowed those things to happen and that's why i believe that it's god uh god oh my gosh god breathe there you dang go god it, breathe i'm sorry uh, it's all good, man. Yeah, it's fun. If you ever talk to me in person, this is exactly how I talk. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. I swear. Bailey is not as charming as he sounds over to this.
1: No, not even close. I don't even look that charming either. So it's okay. <laughs> That's why I'm on a on you look, podcast. You look whatever. good to me, man. You look good to me. Oh, thanks, man.
0: <laughs> but yeah, kind of as we're wrapping up, um, just an overview of once again, what we talked about, cause this is just something I, I want for everybody to understand, especially as we're trying to understand how to live in this world and not be classified of it. Um, We need to know, you know, the most basic principles, the most basic things that we're all taught. We need to be able to understand those better. So God's word is revealed to us. Scripture is God's word revealed to man, you know, his overarching story of how he relates to us. And I mean, I mean, it's like, it's a, it's a saving story, you know, Mm -hmm. it's how he saved us from our own fall. And it is, it is inspired, inerrant, sufficient, and, um, authoritative yes
1: yeah if you if you listen to this and at the end of it at least got that those four main points of what the bible is it's four right i didn't say that wrong okay good (laughs) you got those four main points then that's what we were hoping for yeah
0: Yeah. and there there are many other words that can be used to classify the bible and attributes for it but those are the ones i really wanted to highlight today because those are ones um that yeah we just all need to understand a little bit better
1: and another thing i want to like just closing out like this wasn't like a super in-depth like deep dive (laughs) into what scripture no because deep diving into scripture is going to take a couple of hours oh sure and i i would love to but also you know i don't have all like i that's for another episode oh yeah so if you listen to this and you're like but hang on guys now now wait a second what about this here or this topic here that that let us know like somehow contact us yeah or, please yeah instagram. please let us know we f- both are on instagram um i can maybe throw my e- email onto the informational thing just email us Nobody I don't uses not contact email us anymore. in some way and, yeah for nobody real. uses email anymore but contact us in some way and and ask these questions because i want to hear them i know i want to and i'm sure yeah. nick does too so oh
0: yeah but yeah so that's what we got for you guys today um thanks again for listening super excited to see where this goes and yeah, like Bailey said, if you guys have anything, any ideas, upcoming things, we'd love to hear them. And, and yeah, thanks for everything, everybody. Peace out.